Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Bros Nation, welcome back for another episode of the Unofficial Titans Podcast, coming to you from the Manscaped Studios at Sobros HQ right here in Nashville, Tennessee. I'll be your host for the show as usual, the EIC at SobrosNetwork.com, Big Natural, Stony Keeley. You can follow me on Twitter at Stony Keeley. Follow us collectively at Titans Pod and at Sobros Network on all major social media platforms. Joined, as usual, by my co-host for the show, outspoken Owen Reed. Owen, we're going to have ourselves a little bit of a a free-form Thursday here on the Unofficial Titans podcast as we look ahead to the preseason game against the Atlanta Falcons kicking off tomorrow night at 6 o'clock Central Time. And then uh, a little bit of uh, a, a bigger look at the 2021 season as that opener against the Arizona Cardinals approaches. Let me know, my man, what are the vibes like in the dad zone, knowing that we got Titans football to talk about this week? I mean, we are one day away uh, from some form of Titans football, and I'll take it. I'm not mad at it. I'll At this point, I'll take just about anything when it comes to football. Yeah, man, it's like I, I tweeted out this morning, like, you bet your ass I'm going to sit on that couch and watch Makai Sargent get 20 carries against the fourth-string Falcons defense. I don't care. It's Titans football. It's finally back. The summer drought is over, folks. Uh, people are smiling again. The sun is shining. Kids are laughing. Tennessee <laughs> Titans football is back. I do have my smile once again. I lost it there for a little bit. After some some punks in Syracuse jumped me behind a bar, but I've got it back. That's a deep cut. That's a deep cut for the wrestling fans like that it. listen to this. I like it. I respect it. Thank you. Thank you. Well, before we dive into the show, Owen, let our listeners know how they can get in touch with you on social media. You can follow me on Instagram or Twitter at Outspoken Owen at O-U-T-S-P-O-K-E-N-O-W-E-N. And how about uh, what was it, twenty-two year old Owen? You shared that photo in the in the Titans Uni. We we shared it on the uh, at Titans Pod 
Twitter account. What's the story behind that photo? Did you get a tryout with the team? Is that official? So they asked me to try out, and I filled it up and just said, no, I'm not feeling it. It's, i got to do this from a fan perspective because if I get too involved, then I won't love it anymore. I hear you, man. Uh, I hear you. It's a story I can pitch. Another story could be uh, I just went to the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame, and they had that available to try on. I think that was for children, but it worked. <laughs> Wait, is that real? That was a real thing. I don't know if they still do that, but. Yeah, the one attached to, I almost called it Gaylord Entertainment Center. Dear Lord. The Gek. Bridgestone Arena. Uh, the Hall of Fame in there. Uh, they had outfits you could try on. And I was like, I got to put on this full Titans uniform. I, I have never heard of such a thing. And even before COVID, I can't imagine that being a thing in in modern times, man. That's Who's that... not have been clean? <laughs> Well, from my perspective, you looked like you could have gone out there and dropped the truck stick on somebody. So, I think uh, I think you should have taken that tryout back in '96. Uh, Good lord! Um, well, man, let's talk about this Falcons game preseason game one. Um, I yet people are calling it like, oh, Julio Jones against his former team. One, Julio is not going to play. Two, it's a preseason game, but I get it. Like people just get into the hype of football season returning. By the third preseason game, we'll be like cursing the preseason, ready for the Arizona Cardinals. But uh, I do think there are some valuable things that we can take away from games like this. And I want to know from your perspective: Is there anyone in particular that you're looking forward to seeing in action tomorrow night? Oh, for sure. Not as much a specific person. Uh, but I'm interested to see uh, they've been bragging on the wide receiver depth. Uh, yeah. So I'm excited to see how that's looking. And I'm excited to see, uh, as far as a big question, our quarterback depth. depth. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, some of the names that I wrote down, you're right. You're spot on. Like people, the receivers have been one of the, the biggest talking points out of training camp so far this offseason. And specifically, Marcus Johnson is out there like stealing the show every day. I want to see him kind of do that in at least a somewhat meaningful game setting. Same with Chester Rogers. People are are pumping him up and he's even getting some reps in the uh the return game too. So I want to see kind of how these these guys are utilized and if they can make it happen in a game setting. Similarly, I, I want to see what what's going on with Des Fitzpatrick and Racy McMath. Des Fitzpatrick has been getting somewhat mixed reviews throughout training camp so far. I think his roster spot is safe because he was a fourth-round draft pick. I think they're going to give him every possible chance to fail. But I kind of want to see like how he's progressing. Racy McMath was a guy that started camp pretty hot. People were writing about him saying he was showing out, and he adds the the special teams value as well. But he's kind of cooled off since then. So I want to see what these guys got in a game setting as well. You mentioned the secondary too. And a guy I wrote down specifically was Elijah Molden because I think he's he's a young player, rookie, uh, what, third-round draft pick. And I, I kind of want to see how he gets acclimated to the, to the game speed because I think he's a guy – the way he plays with his versatility, I think he's a guy that they could use as a depth piece this season. So I kind of want to see how he's progressing too. But by and large, those are the names 
I've listed. Like, we're not going to see Julio Jones. I would be surprised if Ryan Tannehill plays at all. I would be surprised if some of the more experienced, you know, the Kevin Byards, the Jayon Browns, the Rashawn Evans of the defense, Harold Landry, those guys. I would be surprised if they they played more than a series, if at all. I think this is where we're going to find out where the young guys on this roster kind of stand. And uh, that's about it for me. So do you think, like, I, I mean, I feel like it's going to be kind of a bland vanilla game. They're not really going to show us anything exotic. So, you know, I'm kind of wondering, like, what do you think are the takeaways from a game like this? Is it just seeing where your roster depth is at? Or do you think we're going to see anything about, like, Todd Downing and Shane Bowen and how they approach the game uh, from a schematic standpoint? Yeah, I kind of get the feeling that it's going to be more of a a, a depth uh, a check game. Yeah. Uh, we're definitely not going to see any starters any more than a drive. Uh, and I don't feel like they're going to try to go too far into the playbook. Uh, no. With the, with the age, uh, just newer guys, uh, chemistry might not be there yet. So uh, if you're looking for big highlight reel stuff, this may not be your game. If you're trying to figure out, hey, if somebody falls out along the way, uh, what's our backup looking like? Then yeah, it, it'll be fun. Yeah, that's kind of kind of what I think. I, I saw that take out there. I don't remember who it was. I don't think it was a writer. I think it was just a um, average Joe like you and me just tweeted out something like, "Oh, it's going to be our first look at Todd Downing." I'm like, bro, if you're expecting, you know, like the the Derrick Henry Wildcat shit in the preseason game one against the Atlanta Falcons, you're gonna be you're gonna be disappointed. But I do think it's a it's a good gauge of overall roster depth and where your young guys are. So that's our our dive into the preseason game against the Atlanta Falcons. I don't know if I'm going to be doing anything live for the show tomorrow night. Like I I've got some family coming over. We're cooking dinner. We're going to watch the game and I'll, I'll be taking notes and stuff like that, but I don't know if I'll be doing any sort of game reaction pods or anything like that for the preseason. But if the mood so strikes me again, hit up Titans pod on Twitter, follow us there. Well, before we continue on with this week's show, I want to talk to you guys about our sponsors at Manscaped attention listeners across the galaxy all the way from Australia to Houston, do we have a pube problem? If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new Lawnmower 4.0. Kick your pubes to the next planet with the Performance Package 4.0. The orbits in your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming. You can join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com and entering promo code SOBROSTITANS20 for 20% off your order and free shipping. You know, Owen, we haven't always had the right tools for the job or the proper education to groom our old dangle downs. I can remember my single days as a hairy man just wondering what I was going to do about the wealth of pubes in my pants. I can remember shedding, (laughs) dang it. I can remember shredding my scrote because I didn't know any better. 
Maybe that's what I get for trying to shave my nuts with a cheese grater. But thankfully, I don't have to worry about that anymore thanks to Manscaped. And if you're ready for an out-of-world experience, fellas, look no further than the Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped. It's just taken off in not only the USA, but Canada, the UK, across Europe, Australia, South Africa, and Singapore. Now, I happen to know from our show analytics that we've got a, a strong supporting group up there in Canada. So now you guys can get in on the Performance Package 4.0 as well. Now, inside this package, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs that are smooth as silk on them nuts, and a travel bag to hold your whole solar system. First scheduled for liftoff, the new Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer. This spaceship is here to guide you on a journey to trim your body, balls, butt, and even Uranus. This fourth-generation trimmer also features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor, a new multi-function on-off switch that can engage a travel lock, and it's even waterproof. The Lawnmower 4.0 also has a 4,000K LED spotlight you can turn on and off when needed for a more precise shave throughout your travels across the universe. The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker. It's like having a little astronaut to chop your worst weeds up top in your nose and ears. The Weed Whacker is also waterproof and uses a 9,000 RPM motor power 360 degree rotary dual blade system. This nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. Remember, folks, we always want the right kind of tugs in those delicate holes. Don't forget to use the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and their Crop Reviver to help your little planets be on their A-game while feeling the sun's heat. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers in the Shed Travel Bag, Abort Hairy Balls, and Buzz Lightyear That Woody with Manscaped. Again, get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code SOBROSTITANS20 at manscaped.com. 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with the promo code SOBROSTITANS20. For a clean trinity and beyond, your space balls will thank you. All right, Owen, let's take us another quick commercial break. And when we get back, we're going to dive into some transactions and camp storylines from the week here on the unofficial Titans podcast. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Back here on the Unofficial Titans podcast, Stoney Keeley chatting with outspoken Owen Reed, getting ready for some preseason football against the Atlanta Falcons, and catching up on training camp storylines. Owen, I know one of the biggest topics of discussion this week on Titans Twitter, for better or for worse, whether you get into the muck or not, was Josh Reynolds and the quote-unquote lack of explosiveness that he's put on display. You had uh, Paul Kaharski getting into it, drawing the ire of A.J. Brown 
over a video that just quite simply said, uh, Josh Reynolds does not look explosive to me. But then you had other guys on Buck Rising's podcast and Corey Curtis, specifically Teron Davenport, talking about how Reynolds seems to be working through something, but that initial burst isn't really there. And on TD's show, Chris Sanders even suggested that Reynolds might not even make a roster spot. Now, he's got a $1.75 million one-year deal, so it does kind of make him a little bit expendable. How do you feel about Josh Reynolds and whether or not he might be up to speed in time to be the third receiving option on this Titans offense, Owen? Yeah, uh, first, I loved A.J. Uh, coming to uh, defense of his teammate. Like, that's what you want to see. Me and PK, we don't have the best relationship. We don't see eye to eye. So it it was kind of fun seeing him get yelled at. Uh, But I I think it's fair to have the criticism there. Uh, I guess, you know, that's why these preseason games are so important, and we'll see if he's up to speed. Sure. Yeah, I I mean – you hope he's you hope he's healthy and ready, obviously, because when he is healthy and and, and available, man, he he's a guy that you can really line up across the formation and can present matchup problems, uh, you know, matched up against the the defense's third corner. So I think he's a guy you could use, but man, you you're hearing all this stuff about Marcus Johnson and Chester Rogers. And it kind of makes you think like, oh, maybe the Titans can get out of this if he's not ready. Uh, to your point about PK, I think there's a lot of stuff that Kaharski does to bring this sort of criticism on himself. I don't think this is necessarily a situation in which he was actually wrong. I think it was just the way he presented it pissed a lot of people off. Because he did follow up tweet and said, surely Reynolds is working through something here. But I think you're seeing the problem of having that sort of abrasive attitude is that people are just going to assume you're being an asshole and they're going to call you an asshole. And that's exactly what uh, AJ Brown basically did. So that was, um, you know, that was a fun, a fun display of fireworks on Twitter this week. And I know a lot of people on Titans Twitter got their popcorn ready for that one. So Josh Reynolds is, is something worth the, the situation with Josh Reynolds is something worth keeping an eye on moving forward. Uh, I wanted to ask you about the secondary, Owen, because it was something that needed to be addressed. Obviously, John Robinson and company practically blew up the secondary, but you get Jackrabbit Jenkins in, you draft Caleb Farley, Christian Fulton comes in looking like he's taken a step in his progression. Even a guy like Chris Jackson, who was thrust into action way too early as a rookie, now he seems to be having a good off season so far. What's your read on the secondary, and uh, how encouraged are you? How encouraged are you by the fact that they seem to be progressing a, a little better than we expected them to? Yeah, based off of uh, what we've seen in camp so far, it seems like uh, it's a, a full on functional cornerback uh, core. Yeah. Uh, very much looking forward to see how that translates to a game because that's really going to be our big uh, test to see if they're ready. Man, I, uh, I I feel like the addition of Jackrabbit Jenkins is going to prove to be one of those kind of cornerstone free agent acquisitions. Like we might have been sleeping on it at the time because of his age and because of the reputation he had as a younger player. 
but you know nothing nothing on his attitude coming out of New Orleans when he played for the Saints and now you're seeing him on the field guiding the younger guys playing aggressive being a tone setter it almost feels to me like when you sign Jack Rabbit Jenkins you're not just getting a, a stud cover corner but you're getting a coach on the field as well and i think that's going to yield immediate dividends for this position group and with a rebound year from Kevin Byard Man, I think you've got the right kind of leadership in place in this secondary. Do you think that's safe to say? Oh, absolutely. I uh, full agreement. Let's talk about Dylan Radens because his name has come up a little bit early on in training camp. Everybody was so excited about the receivers and the corners going one on one. We kind of, I feel like, forgot about Dylan Radens and him taking over the mantle of right tackle. After some encouraging reports early on in the summer about how coachable he is, how he shows up ready to work, and that sort of thing, it sounds like he's kind of struggling to find his footing a little bit. He's not really taking command of the right tackle position. And then the this unofficial depth chart comes out that drives everybody fucking nuts. And he's listed as a right guard. Are you concerned at all that Raidens isn't out there showing out and and really claiming that right tackle spot? Or do you think this is just kind of normal development for a, a rookie in the NFL? Yeah, I don't feel like it's uh it's time to freak out yet. Uh like I said, people want to make these big leaps during training camp and you know, training camp is massive, uh, but it's not everything. So uh I think the time to freak out is uh, as we get into August or late August, you know, September. Yeah. And, and they've got Kendall lamb and Ty Sambrello there. They're listed as co-starters at right tackle. I think if either of those guys end up as your starting right tackle week one against the Arizona Cardinals, you're going to be in okay shape. I I'm with you, man. Like if we, if we start getting into the deep stretch of the season and it's still this sort of not really the, taking command of the race or not showing improvement. Maybe you start to get a little bit concerned, but we saw this with Nate Davis a little bit. I I mean, Nate Davis was not good his rookie season and now he's come out and, and he's developed into a guy that's getting all pro votes at right guard. So I I almost want to say, throw the rookie year out the window don't, don't base his career trajectory off of that. So it's not time to panic. That's what I'm what I'm trying to get at. So the team brings in Matt Barkley, Deshaun Kaiser, as talented and athletic as he may be. We're, we found out that it it actually helps you play quarterback if you can fucking throw the ball. He's cut. <laughs> they bring in Matt Barkley. Owen, oh, I I want to get your take on Matt Barkley because to me, he just seems like the next body for Logan Woodside to bury, right? This, I don't know what it is about Logan Woodside, but you look at Trevor Simeon, Cole McDonald, now Deshaun Kaiser, everybody that comes in and pushes Logan Woodside for that job ends up in a casket, right? This is like Woodside streak against uh backup quarterback competition is like the undertaker streak at WrestleMania. I don't know if you remember the year he wrestled CM Punk, but they were doing the buildup for that. And then they did, the entrance and it was like the undertaker walked out and there were caskets with the names of all the people he had beaten before him on there. And I feel like that's 
Logan Woodside with the backup quarterback competition. Like you can step to this motherfucker, but you're just going to end up in a casket and he's still going to be the backup quarterback. I don't really know why we haven't really seen a lot of meaningful Logan Woodside snaps, but they keep citing his smarts and how well he knows the playbook. What do you make of the addition of Matt Barkley Owen? And do you think he can actually finally be the one to beat out Logan Woodside for the backup quarterback job? Yeah. It, <clears throat> excuse me. It's pretty wild how uh, Logan Woodside has lasted this entire time. It's crazy. Uh, but he's still here. Uh, we've never seen anything particularly noticeable from when he does play. Uh, and I feel like the streak's going to continue. I don't see a whole lot with Barkley uh, that's going to make them go, oh, well, we'll take this guy over, the guy that already knows our playbook and, you know, has already been running reps with us for years. Uh, it's pretty wild to watch. Yeah, and, and people are saying that Barkley's looking pretty decent in training camp so far. He's experienced, has starting experience in the NFL. And all that sort of stuff. And I'm like, yeah, that's great. But how many dudes, like we could say that about Trevor Simeon. I mean, at one point, we were talking about the Denver Broncos hitching the wagon to Trevor Simeon as their quarterback of the future. And he still came in and got beat out by Woodside. So I don't know. I just, you know, I'm saying watch out for the tombstone and rest in peace, Matt Barkley. That's what I'm saying. So let's talk about this kicking competition uh, Tucker McCann listed atop this bullshit-ass unofficial depth chart that we're all talking about this week. Uh, they bring in Sam Ficken, which if you haven't heard, Ficken translates to fucking in German. So since we're just a degenerate-ass podcast, I'm going to refer to him as Big Sam Fucking. So this competition... Is, is there any reason for worry, you think, Owen, that nobody is really stepped forward. Uh, we've seen Tucker McCann put Blake Hallville to rest, and now they've they've brought in Sam Ficken, and it still kind of feels to me like the, the week one starter at kicker isn't on this roster yet. Are you concerned at all about this kicking competition, Owen? Because it still feels to me like we don't know who the Titans kicker is going to be week one, and that person might not be on this roster. Uh, yeah, we're definitely in the dark right now, and it seems like we've had like a rotation of nameless kickers that have come in and just shit the bed. <laughs> so I, I agree with you fully that I don't think we know who our kicker is for week one yet, and he's not on the team yet. So uh, tune in. We'll see. There you have it. Well, we are going to take our next commercial break, and when we get back, we're going to pass out some preseason superlatives for the Tennessee Titans on the unofficial Titans podcast. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Back here on the Unofficial Titans podcast, Stoney and Owen chatting about training camp, the preseason, and the oncoming game against the Arizona Cardinals, the season officially kicking off in just a few weeks' time. Owen, I wrote about this. I don't know if you've seen it kind of making the rounds on Titans Twitter or not, but doing these sort of preseason Titans superlatives, I decided to uh, 
make it into an article up on sobrosnetwork.com. And I kind of want to just get your read on it and see uh, what you would have in mind for each of these superlatives. So we'll kick it off. The breakout guy I said was Amani Hooker. Uh, He's getting a lot of hype. He's getting a lot of praise this summer, but he's looked good. He's done well to earn the opportunity to start next to Kevin Byard. Lest we forget, Amani Hooker tied with Malcolm Butler for the team lead in interceptions a season ago with four interceptions. Shane Bowen has called Hooker smart and savvy so far in training camp. To me, man, it looks like this is Amani Hooker's time to shine. What do you think about his position as a starting safety? And if he's not the breakout guy on this team, who do you have as the breakout guy? Yeah, they. Uh, I've also heard a lot of talk about Amani Hooker being the guy that, you know, has kind of locked down that role and is filling it in. Uh, and I feel comfortable with it. I'm good with it. Yeah. The uh, the comeback kid, I listed as Jayon Brown because when he's healthy, maybe this is a hot take. I don't know. Maybe I am being a homer here. But I think when he's 100% healthy, he is a top 10 linebacker in the league. He's good at everything you need a linebacker to do. Cover guys, blitz, run support, tackle you know, rangy kind of guy, speedy kind of guy. I think he was was kind of willing that Titans defense to a bit of improvement in 2020 before he was taken out in that Ravens game a season ago. So getting him back healthy will be huge for the progression of this defense. Owen, what do you make of Jayon Brown heading into 2021? And again, if he's not your comeback kid, who is? Uh, yeah, Jayon seems like the guy that uh, we're all kind of looking forward to. I can't think of anybody else. Maybe Lawan. Yeah, uh, Lawan's a good one. Uh, you know, especially if he ends up having a Pro Bowl year. Uh, but yeah, I agree that Jayon's the guy that you're kind of looking to have that big, that big step this year. The rising star. Uh, I also think you could go Amani Hooker here because I think getting an expanded role, you're going to see his skill set on display even more. I went with Anthony Ferkser, and the reason being because the dude makes plays in the passing game, and it's a very visible role that I think he's going to be playing. I think he's a good red zone option. I expect him to cash in on the opportunity. He's going to move the chains, but I think he's also going to score touchdowns. And because of that, I expect him to have a bit of a breakout season because I think he's going to catch the eyes of the NFL world a little bit more. What's your take on Anthony Ferkser as tight end one? And if he's not your rising star, who is? Uh, Yeah, I'm very much looking up forward to Ferkser. Uh, I think he's going to make that big step into one of the notable names uh, when it comes to tight ends. Uh, we've always been good at developing tight ends. And it seemed like he stepped up last year, uh, even when he was second string. So I feel very comfortable with him as my tight end one. And it's the rising star. Don't forget about, I actually went with Chris Jackson here. And and I've kind of felt crazy about this. um, Because he was forced into action early as a rookie in 2020, as a six-round draft pick. He's versatile. The coaching staff likes him. They like that he's so versatile. 
and he has a ton of talent. So I, I couldn't understand why people were so quick to shit on the guy when he got benched a season ago after being thrust into the action way before he was ready. So uh, while I'll admit that he wasn't great, I always kind of had a soft spot for the guy because I could see the vision behind having Jackson as a depth defensive back who could come in, whether you needed a third corner or third safety on the field. I didn't think it was fair to call him trash based on his pro football focus grade. And and we've seen him come into camp this year. He's bulked up. He's added a bit more muscle. The coaches are still invested in him. And he's starting to make some plays in training camp to the point that even the smartest voice on Titans Twitter, Mike Herndon, said he could see or here's the exact words. I don't want to butcher his words. Uh, I wouldn't be totally shocked if the Titans starting cornerbacks week one are Jack rabbit and Fulton with Chris Jackson in the slot. So what do you make of, of Chris Jackson approaching year two? Do you think people have kind of forgotten about his potential and the production he had in college because of how bad those first few games were in 2020? Yeah, he's definitely uh, been buried back in the mind of Titans fans. Uh, and then as you know, we acquire more throughout the season, uh, those names have kind of came to the forefront. Uh, but definitely could be somebody to watch. Needs to rebound. Uh, for me, this one was pretty cut and dry, Kevin Byard. 2020 felt like a total anomaly for a guy that I considered the best safety in the league not too long ago. But for one reason or another – um, it didn't pan out, and I swear somewhere Kevin Byard is still talking about communication issues right now. To me, like I said, he's the obvious and easy choice for this superlative, but uh, I think he's a guy that has the talent to bounce back this year and uh, kind of make 2020 a, a bit of an apparition. If it's not Kevin Byard, Owen, who do you think it is? It. I feel like it's got to – I hate – that I have to keep agreeing with you over and over again. But I definitely feel like Byard's the guy in this. Uh, full agreement. Oh, it makes me feel smart. It makes me feel right whenever <laughs> you agree with me. So I, I ain't complaining about it. Uh, dark horse for me was Christian Fulton. I know the Titans drafted Caleb Farley high, and the dude's a physical specimen. But Fulton is another guy who's had a phenomenal offseason. He's starting to show out in camp. And he's perfectly capable of starting outside should the Titans need him. I think we kind of lose sight of that a little bit. I don't think the Titans are going to be eager to rush Farley onto the field with Fulton serving as a sort of security blanket in that regard. And I think he could surprise some people with uh, some marked improvement in 2021. Owen, who is your dark horse for the 2021 season? Ooh, that's tough. Uh, I feel like Fulton's a great one just because uh, he's gotten so many uh, good remarks on how he stepped up uh, and that the quarterback race is definitely more of a race than uh, we initially thought at the beginning of training camp. Uh, Once again, I I feel like that's a great pick. The last one under the radar, I listed as Tierre Tart. I saw a lot of people listing Anthony Ferkser in this category as well. Um, but I, I, you know what? I just got to own up to it. This is where the, uh, the accountability and the transparency that, that we pride ourselves on here at Sobros Network is going to come through. I'll admit it. I need to eat a little bit of crow on Tier Tart. 
We got to give that dude mad props for the work he's put in this offseason. I considered defensive line specifically nose tackle, a, a, a you know, just the big plotting guy. You could just plop right in the middle of that defensive line and eat up, um, eat up gaps. Even as recently as just before training camp started, but Tart showed up hungry, showed up in better shape, and he looks light years ahead of where he was a season ago when the coaches were practically having to teach him how to hit the um, the tackling dummy. So now he's put himself into a position where he's the unquestioned guy when the Titans deploy a nose tackle, and I think he deserves to be appreciated as such. This is a guy that if you put on the tape from like the Chicago game a season ago can be really disruptive. And I think that puts him under the radar because I think if you get that guy consistently over the course of an entire season, you're going to get good production out of that D line. And I don't know that people are seeing that right now. So what are your, uh, what do you think of T air tart heading into year two with the Titans? Uh, to be honest, I don't know a whole lot about T air tart. I would have put Furster in that spot. Uh, like you mentioned. Uh, so I don't know. I guess I'm just not the most educated on this one. Hey, there you go. That happens sometimes. That's what we don't, we don't kid ourselves. You know, we don't, we don't try to tell people like, Hey, we know what we're talking about. Sometimes we, sometimes we don't. Again, that's accountability and transparency. That's what we do here on the Sobros network. All right, Owen. Well, uh, that's going to do it for this week's show. Wait, no, it's not. I do have a couple of notes from around the NFL. I want to get your take. (laughs) I want to get your take Owen on, uh, Actually, you know what? Hey, we got time here. Let's take another commercial break, and then we'll get back, and uh, and we'll wrap this shit up. That's how we do a professional podcasting right here on the Unofficial Titans podcast. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Back here on the Unofficial Titans podcast, Stoney Keeley wrapping things up with outspoken Owen Reed. Owen, I want to kind of expand our scope a little bit and talk about some news from around the NFL uh, I want to get your opinion on Dan Campbell, new uh, Detroit Lions head coach. He's like one of the most quotable dudes in the entire league saying that there are no turds in Detroit. And then a couple of weeks ago, it came out that he orders like a giant coffee from Starbucks every day and pours like six shots into it. Uh, obviously quoted earlier in the offseason when he said the Detroit Lions were going to bite people's kneecaps off and all that stuff. What's your take on Dan Campbell? Can this kind of like hokey rah-rah shit, can it translate to success in the NFL? Uh, Dan Campbell is an absolute madman. Uh, (laughs) Like just full on nuts. The coffee order was what really got me. And that's coming from a guy that really enjoys a black coffee with the two Stoke shots from uh, the gas station. Holy shit. I'm I'm not even beginning to touch what he drinks every day. Uh, so that definitely threw me off. Uh, will it translate? I don't know. It, it's definitely plausible. Uh, if it doesn't happen, we'll just call him an absolute loon. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and if it does, all the bad genius. 
I know that's going to be crazy. Like I, that division's tough too. And you know, it's easy for us to just look at the Detroit lions and say, Hey, you know, maybe there's some talent there. They can make it happen. But we forget that they've got six games a year against the Packers, the Vikings and the bears who I think will be pretty good. Um, so I think it's going to be tough. It's a tough time to be rebuilding in the NFC North everywhere he's gone. Like the players have wanted to play for him. And I think that does account for something. And I do like the coordinators he's brought in in Detroit, but man, that roster is fucking depleted. It is going to be a while for that to rebuild. So that's, that's one of, he has somehow made the Detroit lions interesting. And I think that in and of itself is an accomplishment. Let's talk about the New York giants, man. How about this, um, this full on brawl that went down at giants camp, uh, a week ago, Logan Ryan apparently calls Evan Ingram butterfingers, which if you're a giants fan, listen, you know, that ain't a lie. No lies detected on that shit. Evan Ingram had a couple of really bad drops on Monday night football that cost the giants games. I don't remember if that was last season or the season before, but, uh, remember giants fans being pretty pissed about that. Joe judge is the type that's going to crack the whip on this though. And he came down and had the players running goal line to goal line, doing pushups, then getting up and doing goal line to goal line runs yet again. We saw a few veteran players have retired since that thing. So I, I want to ask you, Owen, kind of like the opposite of Dan Campbell in this regard. Do you think that Joe judge running such a strict tight ship is really beneficial for the culture of the New York giants? Or do you think that this is a roster that's got a lot of young talent that needs to sort of have that sort of discipline in place to build a winning culture? What's your take on Joe judge? Uh, not a fan, uh, to put it, uh, briefly. Yeah. Uh, I hate how, like, you'll always hear from this certain type of fan base that, you know, Oh, well, he's, He's locking them down and making them run. Like, you know, that's good. That's old school. Like, no, it's not. That's dumb. Like, yeah, in high school and in college, like, yeah, if undisciplined players do something, you discipline them by making them run laps. But this is the NFL. Like, we're playing for million-dollar contracts here. We don't need to be running laps or any bullshit like that. I think that comes from the top, and I think that's a leadership issue. If you can't control NFL players, maybe you shouldn't be NFL coaching. But that's my hot take. I will uh, I will bring this up. Something that uh, someone said about Matt Patricia after he was fired as Detroit. Uh, everybody wants to do it the Belichick way, but they forget that there's only one Bill Belichick. And Joe Judge is a guy that comes from the Patriots organization. So, you know, you can see the vision. Like, yeah, you want to weed out who's really there and who's really buying in and that sort of thing. But this just seems excessive and veteran players aren't going to play for you. If, if you're doing this kind of shit, right? Like what was it? Zach Thomas that popped off on Nick Saban when he was with the Miami dolphins, this shit just doesn't work with NFL players. So I, I kind of feel like um, it's another situation like Detroit, but for a different reason, like I'm interested to see how this season's going to go for the New York giants. And that's where I'll leave it. So, Owen, you got any parting shots before we get out of here on this week's episode? Freeform Thursday on the Unofficial Titans podcast. Uh, no, I think the last thing that I have to that I've been thinking about as far as uh, the NFL goes is that uh, 
there's been talks that Carson Wentz might be ready by week one. That's and, uh, crazy. Don't know uh, how much validity there is to that, but it's out there. We'll see. But it's never good if your quarterback is already getting injured for months to weeks at a time in training camp. Well, I, I'll tell you guys right now, I am trying to get our guy, longtime friend of the brand, Jake Arthur, on the unofficial Titans podcast next week to preview the 2021 Indianapolis Colts. So I will be sure to ask him what the fuck is going on with Carson Wentz. Cause don't nobody seem to know. Don't nobody seem to know. Owen, appreciate your time as always today, man. Remind our listeners of how they can get in touch with you on social media. Absolutely. You can follow me on Instagram or Twitter at Outspoken Owen at O-U-T-S-P-O-K-E-N-O-W-E-N. And I am at Stony Keeley on Twitter. Collectively, we are at Titans Pod on Twitter and at Sobros Network on all major social media platforms. Don't forget to check out our friends at Manscaped. Go to manscaped.com and get 20% off your entire order and free shipping with the promo code SOBROSTITANS20 at checkout. You can check out all of our latest work at SOBROSNETWORK.com, all of our latest merch at SOBROSHOP.com. We just launched Roll Damn Tide, college football season approaching. We got a brand new shirt that just says, I'm not going to, so quit asking. Tide fans know what that's all about. That's going to be available soon at SoberShop.com. You can support the team through Patreon and gain exclusive access to over 300 items of premium content created exclusively for our Patreon subscribers. Multiple support tiers are available, so you can support the team however you see fit. That's Patreon.com slash Network. Don't forget to subscribe to the Unofficial Titans podcast on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify, wherever you take in your shows, we are out there. Give us a rate and review whenever you have a moment. That's how we get better, and we always want to be better for you guys. For Outspoken Owen Reed, I am Big Natural Stony Keeley, and until next time, you enjoy some Titans preseason football. Stay classy, Titans fans. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.